We can discuss later. And that's when the third finger went in. And that's when it came out. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> it was very loud Clap abrupt. them cheeks. That's so Bezos. That is fucking so Bezos. Let's slam all of our inside jokes together into one sentence. Don't say that <laughs> after the things you just said. Most people tell me that. I don't. I don't want Bezos to slam any of oh, my things guys. together. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. We've got listeners and viewers. Do you see them? I. I'm naked under my clothes. You should have told me. <laughs> he really is too. Wow. All right. Well, uh, it's a it's a deep dive day. <gasps> I love deep diving. Yeah, I gonna, love deep dive day. We're deep diving for the fifth time. So this hey. week's deep dive uh, is on medical technology. Uh, we talk a lot about gaming, and we talk a lot about tech and sort of the 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 uh, general consumer level, right? But when we look at sort of the world of technology, it's developing at a really fast pace at pay grades that we are not at. at. Nope. <laughs> so there is stuff being developed out there that we don't know about, stuff that we um, that nobody knows about. Uh, that can probably do amazing things. And so I was looking at medical tech because medical tech is doing some crazy shit. Crazy. Um, that I only thought was very, like, sci-fi. You know, a lot of the sci-fi stuff that you're seeing is sort of starting to come around. So right. I figured we'd talk a little bit about that stuff today. I'd hey, love to. Hooray. We talk a lot about things, and this is just more of those things. So let's talk about it. We, we'll slap him later. Yeah. It's okay, good. That's fair. I'll slap me. <laughs> just too. slap That's it with my eyes. I'm like... <laughs> How dare you? I felt that my corneas are bruised. (laughs) Speaking of bruised corneas, man, medical devices. There's nothing eye related. We're not. No, we're not. No. No. (laughs) There will be none of that. No. Anyways. um, Oh, speaking of which, I need to get my bio on the website. Oh, speaking of bios, I want to talk about the bio printer. I just want to just rub my temples real quick, because Jesus, fuck. Well, that's actually later. That's another piece of technology. Oh, good. Yeah, good. (laughs) Thank God. That you're going to need. So um, the Ether One bioprinter is a... I'm just going to let Tyler recover there for you. And we're back. (laughs) So the Ether One bioprinter is a 3D printer, um, and essentially it's being used for research purposes right now. The idea behind it is... Uh, printing uh, 3D stents and artificial organs. Um, but not only can the Ether One produce those, it can also produce food products, uh, prototypes, um, and other biomedical materials. So you can also add things to it like microscopes, laser engravers, hot syringe extruders, which is very erotic. Um, <laughs> My nickname in high school. Essentially what it does is that it prints gel-like uh, materials that are compatible with human tissue. Right. So it's not using the standard materials that you find in most 3D printers. This is using very, very specific organic-based materials. Right. And there are 24 different types of materials that it can use. Um, and it's a big deal because people, or sorry, health professionals have already using these kind of printers, uh, printed uh, artificial livers, hearts, bones, um, and more. And the most recent one is... Uh, a, a thick bio-like blood vessel system. Like an mm. actual, like blood vessels and everything? Right, yeah. <laughs> really? Yep. 
And so the idea here is to go into 4D printing, which is essentially printing stuff that can respond to other stimuli, meaning you could print a human heart. And have it can, actually react? Yep, that can expand and contract and work with your body. So the idea here being that you could 3D print uh, transplant organs. So you wouldn't need to be on a list forever. You would just need to wait for it to be printed, and then you could use it. I mean, that'd be, that's pretty amazing. I ha- I've known that the 3D printing in the medical field has been something that they've been utilizing significantly because for that very reason, the 3D printing when it comes to organs and things like that, um, because you do have to, if you need one, you're, you're on a list. You're waiting to get one. Um, but the ability to just make one, like, right. I mean, it's, I know it's not quite that simple, but that's effectively what is being done. Um, and I know that they have used it on a lot of different things. I know there was one, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but uh, they had 3D printed a robot. And it was tiny, microscopic little robot that they fine-tuned. And what it did is they were, it was, they were able to, like, snake it through your blood vessels to deal with blockages for uh, people at, at risk of heart attacks. Um, and it was this tiny little robot, and it, like, walked it was super cool using, like, vacuum on its legs. I might be mixing up two different ones, but um, it was super cool. But they, they were using that 3D printing in the medical field for that very purpose, which is brilliant because you can be so – when you're – there's a there's an actual term for it. Um, it's when we make things like how a car manufacturer makes something, it's subtractive construction – uh, or something to that extent. I, I'm butchering it. I know I'm doing a bad job and I'm explaining it. But when you 3D print something, you are it's ad- additive construction where you're you're adding the material to it. You're not wasting any material. It's very so exact, very specific. Y- yeah, I think I get what you're coming from. To where like if you're making something out of metal, you're generally stamping it out. Right, of and it's going to cutting be it out exactly. Right. So this is very precise. It's very measured. There's no excess. Whatever's being printed is being used. And what's what's interesting about this is that this device is four years old. Right. This is so. Not- this is four years ago that they did that. They did the test. They got a forty-four million dollar grant to work on this, and just as impressive uh, as the machine is the software. They're using AI-enabled mapping software to go into and scan bodies to produce the templates that they can print these with to make a perfect match. Yep. And Which so brilliant. they just got a deal with Procter and Gamble last year. Oh shit. So now that Procter and Gamble is funding them and they're now the exclusive users of the printer. Um, they were the $9,000 and they were being sent out a few years ago to all these colleges and universities to say, Hey, push the limits, take these and see what you can do with them. And then Procter and Gamble came along and said, that's ours now. I mean, to be fair, I feel like $9,000 is for what it's capable of doing. Like, that's a really good price, yeah, I feel like. It's a like. pretty cool-looking machine, too. Kind I wonder of- how easy the materials are that they use to actually print the, the objects and things. I wonder how easy that material is to source. I would I would assume it depends on what you need to make, right? Because this can do kind of everything. Um, yeah, the what what they're the the actual structure or what the materials are called are called biolinks. Okay. Um, so they're gel like materials. Um, bio inks. Bio inks. Sorry, bio inks. Um, but yeah, so the the other you know potential is if you have a large wound. Yeah. Use it you can to do a skin graft or something. Yep. So it's really cool because you know in the future you could see. You know, now you're seeing a reduced use in animal testing mm-hmm. you know, because of this machine. Yeah, because you could print something to test. Like, if you're worried about how it's going to affect the liver, you can print a liver 
and then right test the reaction to it you know so but yeah to be able to be on a list for an artificial heart you know that's and to 3D have printed like, like you get like next week we got you penciled in you're gonna be good right and it's gonna be custom like this is effectively yours your heart mm-hmm. so <laughs> we kept that ventricle <laughs> we kept I cut that it out of you we just fixed right the bad part in. of it right <laughs> we just put it, like a band-aid so, on we couldn't little, get we couldn't get rid of your palpitations but man your <laughs> blockage is gone so it's just, put a little band-aid on it's just ouch right <laughs> ouchies yeah. Those, so, and admittedly, like, so this sounds really, really cool. Um, you could, I mean, they mentioned it kind of briefly, but I think the other cool part is you could, in theory, just print meat. I know people have been doing that. Well, yeah, because they touch on the, the food aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, it can print food. Which, food 3D printing has been around for a little while. But that's so sci-fi. Just go up to the button and be like, steak, and it, boom, steak. Well, because the problem is, is... The same thing with those bio inks that they're using. It's the material to actually make it. It's not everywhere. Well, yeah, and if they're uh, if they're already making something that is a a thick like Goopy tissue substance. or a thick tissue that has blood vessels, like right, that you're not too far away. Hey, from you can bite into a steak. That's I was going to say that's basically. <laughs> st- what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you could. That's basically. You know, you're getting along the same lines like steak. Yeah. And for just looking at the their website and kind of the specs in their machine, it doesn't have to be like bio inks and stuff. You, It just looks like a really good 3D printer. I was going to say, I feel like this is an instance where it's a 3D printer first, but it can do these very, very precise, very specific niche things. Because it looks like it has the option to start extruding material from syringes. With like the heated the 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 hot syringe dip or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, hot syringe extruder. Yeah. Oh, that's worse than what and, I said. Somehow. And laser etching. <laughs> that's pretty dope. That makes sense. But or you can use uh, according to them, you can have universal tool mounts. Use syringes or tools of virtually any kind. Uh, they have uh, hot hot end filament extruders. <gasps> that's for you, Greg. Uh, but so it it just sounds there's a seven inch touch screen on it like they've really tried to make it pretty universal from what it yeah, sounds like that's badass yeah yeah that's right, pretty so, dope uh, well let's put that topic on ice but speaking of ice <gasps> I'm gonna talk to you about a VR dev ice that God damn it, Greg. <laughs> that you're really gonna <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well if you're feeling stressed or anxious or angry this yep. will help you <laughs> oh, <laughs> good this is good. the Cortex VR device which is a brain stimulation device. Um, that helps produce endorphins, um, serotonin, and melatonin, and reducing the stress hormone. Um, it as- attaches to the back strap of any VR headset so that it's sitting there creating good sensations and feelings while you're watching VR. So like a vibration almost? A, a little bit. It's it's based off of the, um, um, oh my gosh, Fisher-Wallace technique. So Fisher-Wallace is... Uh, a system that's FDA approved that goes and stimulates those various sections of your brain to yep. help decrease stress. So this is based off the same system, and yeah, so essentially it just sits there and it and using different wavelengths it stimulates certain parts of your brain. And so what they're seeing with it 
is that they're partnering it with VR programs that are soothing or relaxing or games that are still games, but are more very much on the long lines of like Journey or Flower, that kind of thing. Very, very easy, very calming games. Right. And so what they're saying is that this system is about twice as effective as an antidepressant. That makes without sense. Without taking one. Because the, the thing with uh, the sound waves that they normally do, having that there is great, but pairing that with a visual... Uh, uh, model to go with it it makes the effect so much stronger right and and in addition to the things like depression and anxiety uh, they're also seeing a lot of um effective uh use with uh autism and parkinson's disease um that basically with parkinson's it's helping to calm down your brain and essentially essentially calm those nerves down Right. So that you don't have that shake as much. Right. Um, and, and it's really inexpensive. When it, when it first came out, it was $300. That's, um, not, that's about the price of what a normal VR headset goes for. Well, keep in mind that this is just the device that straps onto the headset. That's true, but just to put it in perspective. Currently, right. they go for $500. Uh, they're, oh, they've probably been updated since they came out. Probably. They, they I don't know, because it says sold out more in 2020. Well, we're and here. Yikes, we're running out of 2020. <laughs> well, we know what happened in 2020. So. That's true. Shit hit the fan. Um, so, yeah, so what's, what's re- you know, it's, it's really cool. Um, it was, uh, I believe, an Indiegogo crowdsourcing yeah. item that, that got uh, started by a guy at Columbia. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of work in brain stimulation. You're, you're seeing a lot of medical... Uh, experts look to technology that's not medication because so much medication you know is out there that can have side effects or you have to mm-hmm. go through the pro- the process of finding the right medication for something is insurance exhausting insurance right it's such a whereas pain. if you can spend 300 bucks for a device that straps onto your vr it's like i'm just having a bad day today man just throw on my jams and just right. just relax sounds really cool it i would love to try it personally uh I've been through bouts of depression in my life just as as we all do. We have bad days. I would love to just try this and just see what it does. I would love to, you know, love it if it worked in, I wish it would work in something like uh, an MRI. Like if you're really claustrophobic or stressed out, just pop that bad boy on. That would be really cool. Yeah, but metal doesn't work so good. (laughs) Nope, certainly doesn't. That would be really cool, though. Yeah, hopefully they updated their, their, their page listing right now. Mentions the... The Samsung Gear VR, which has been dead for a while. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, you know, I feel like you and I and you and I are really close. We're almost like blood. Um, but speaking of blood. I don't like uh, this. I don't like this. This is what you're doing here. Make, I it, better. Talk, make I it better. Make it better. I can't. <laughs> Just make it better. I can't. <laughs> Fix it, Greg. Okay, I want to tap you. Speaking <laughs> oh, of tapping no. and blood. I want to introduce. Better. <laughs> I want to introduce you the Tap Blood Collection device. Now this one I don't like. <laughs> Are you not a fan of needles? They're not my favorite thing. If I'm uh, being honest, my my favorite is clearly someone just writing this had to pad out their uh, um, their their article here. It collects blood painlessly using an array of tiny needles called micro needles. <laughs> yeah, I could have winged that guess, honestly. <laughs> All right, Greg, tell tell me what it is. So patients go to the doctor a lot to get their blood drawn. Uh, people with diabetes have to get their blood checked every day. 
Yep. And so it becomes a pain, literally, no pun intended, when you have to draw blood. And so TAP is the, the world's first push-button blood collection device. Um, and so you don't need tourniquets, large needles, no tubes, no bandages, no waiting to get your blood drawn. It takes about three minutes, and it can be done at home or at the hospital. Uh, and essentially what it does is that you push a button mm-hmm. and it vacuums blood into the device and it basically anticoagulates the blood and makes it ready for transport. And so what the idea here behind this is that you have um, the ability to reduce the amount of time needed to get results. You're reducing the amount of pain that you can go through. Um, you can get more help because a lot of people don't want to do procedures that involve drawing blood. You know, hey, we want to do a blood panel on you just to see if, you know... If there's anything going, going on. on. No, no, I don't want to go anywhere near it. And it's like, okay, well, then you're you're leaving potentially undiagnosed with something that could be very harmful. Right? I, I, I get it. I'm kind of almost totally one of those people. I cannot stand needles, syringes, whatever, like, not a thing. Although this thing... It's not so, bad. Well, Supposedly. they've actually transformed it into a patch version mm-hmm. um, that has dissolvable needles. So when you put it on and it does the drawing, eventually those needles essentially disintegrate. And so when you pull it off, it's just like a Band-Aid. And it's called Skinject. I mean, that's pretty uh, dope because... Uh. So I hate the naming scheme. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> it's but, awful. <laughs> but what they're doing is brilliant. In the in especially for the instance like you just described, Greg, and what you were saying that you 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 agree with, uh, and the fact where people who do have a legitimate phobia of needles will avoid anything any sort of procedure that involves a procedure with needles, blood drawing especially, because anybody who sat through getting their blood drawn, you're just sitting there with a freaking needle in your arm, it hurts like a son of a bitch, and you just sit there and you just you just wait till the vial fills up. But with this and the fact that it's also anticoagulating the blood because you run into that issue a lot as well. Um, and I could see where this could definitely be useful for like blood banks and stuff like that right. because they have to do the same thing. So the fact that they're making a blood draw, which is typically a very scary procedure, you don't see the needles in this, which I feel like is the worst part about when you have to, when you have a phobia of needles is seeing the needle makes it so much worse. Um, and because the needles are so small and there's so few of them comparatively, it's supposed to be relatively painless. I don't know how painless it can actually, you are being stabbed by a needle at the end of the day. But for someone who's used to it, especially like insulin patients, yeah, probably they're, it's less. probably a walk in the park. And so what you're seeing here with Skinject, at least what this is doing, this is being used to treat melanoma. Uh, skin cancer. Yep. The the uh, treatment is actually on the uh, tip of the needles, and so the patch actually goes on the spot mm-hmm. that's being treated. The medications um, administered, and then the needles just dissolve, and then and you, you just rip pull off the patch off. Yep. See, that's brilliant, really. Um, and also, they're going one step further. They're developing something called sugar beet, which is a uh, uh, for diabetes, where it basically sits on your arm. Constantly monitors your glucose level. Oh, I've seen and then other administers like insulin that. when needed, and it actually will Holy tie sh- to an app where you can actually mm-hmm. see your blood sugar level throughout the day, um, and you know it'll mark sort of you know here's peaks your peaks and lows. Yeah, I've I've seen uh, instances where people already have it on. They have it's like on the back of the arm or on the hip or whatever. 
Um, yeah, those those are other styles. Yeah, because basically you're just seeing like a blood yeah, bucket there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you can monitor your gl- blood glucose at any time using the app because it's mm-hmm. always there. So it's just, you can just it's go It's constantly checking. Yeah, so a lot of this um, technology with regards to needles is being, you know, uh, downsized to a manageable pain level and administra- administration level and style to a point where hopefully those that are reluctant to be around them can use them without without issue. triggering the, the phobia of it. I mean, the fact that the needles are getting so much smaller, I mean, just on the, the, the blood collection device that we were talking about originally, they're saying that the, the size of the needles involved with this are as small as an eyelash. Right. I mean, that is tiny. So compared to the needles that I'm used to dealing with whenever I have to get a blood panel done, those needles are fucking chunky. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So this is the, uh, the tap we were talking about originally. Basically, you, so you put it on, press the button, give it two or three minutes, it comes off, and now it's stored, and you can and it's ready bring, for transport. Bring it to wherever you need to go. That's not bad. I would I would be more apt to use this thing personally than sitting uh, there with a needle sticking out of your arm. That too. This is a bag of nightmares just from this picture. <laughs> like this is not. See, I feel that's like that's only about this big. Though. I was gonna say I feel like this is really not doing it justice. Right. No, I get that part, but that's not a great. Like, look, it's an easy you thing. See the up close. Yeah, the up close is not. Yeah, the very up close helpful. is like you got these giant square needles. Like, right. no, it's also like, like you could probably do this on it, and you're not. Yeah, even let me see what that. Uh, let's go to that video. See if the explanation video is any tamer probably not just a guar video (laughs) (laughs) that's it we're not playing audio because copyrights even though i'm not sure this matters okay yeah so Um, it's talking about the different types of potential basil and sex oh very small that's very Uh, small fingertip they're they're not it that's (laughs) less than nanometers i know but like show a picture of it to scale stop they did it was on the yeah don't coat them red there goes oh (laughs) Right into it. <laughs> they That's did show a picture of it. It was on the fucking. But technically, you're not going. Print. I mean, you're going directly into the melanoma, so you're not going into the skin. So technically, you are puncturing evil. It's true. Yeah, you're not puncturing yourself. I mean, you're puncturing the I, evil. It comes a, and it's gone. All right, nice. I, I thought we were just doing a real fast zoom out. You've just been skin <laughs> I did too, actually. I hate the name so much. I get so, yeah. the name. I don't like. So that sort name. of needle technology. So there's that. So. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're definitely going to need some therapy after you see that if you don't like needles. But right. speaking of therapy... Seeing it, sure, but... Speaking of therapy, we're going to move on to the NeuroAd therapy system. All right. Uh, which is something that's still being tested, but the, the uh, it's gone before uh, the FDA for approval as of last year. And it's a medical device designed to treat mild Alzheimer's. And okay. what it does is it looks like a big old seat with an iPad on the back. Um, and again, it combines... Uh, brain stimulation, but also magnetic stimulation with exercises as well, because uh, there's a computer screen in front of you. Gotcha. Uh, like and what a that's, quiz almost? Um, I think it's it's some yeah it's something like that. You know, fact repetition, like a memory things. a memory right. thing. Um, and what they've noticed is improvements in just about three months uh, on patients that have used this, and um, it combines all this stuff with the mental exercises. And so what it does is it tries to target areas of the brain that are affected by Alzheimer's. And so what they do is they use the magnetic stimulation to target um, and the uh, uh, to target um, small parts of the brain. And then the electric current uh, is used 
um, to monitor your pulses that you're when you're doing the memory exercises. And what they did was um, the, they put these patients through an initial treatment, which was 30 hour long daily treatments um, followed by maintenance sessions. So, yeah, they, they run people through an MRI first to figure out what part of the brain needs stimulated. Um, and then they go in and use this thing. Now, the, the image we have in um, the article we're looking at, it's very tame. It looks like it's fine. just a, a chair that you would expect to see yeah. in a specialized office. Yeah, office it looks pretty room. much the same as on the Neurotics website as well. Yeah, there you go. They give you a more yeah. of a side view, and it's a bit more, bit more evil villainy. Uh, it seems like it, but you do understand what those instruments are for. That's so. true. Yeah, it's got to be big because that's where it's, store, it's storing all that technology in the back of it. Mm. Right. Um, but it's, it's now again, definitely... I, don't, I don't think this is designed to be a cure. No, but this it's is designed to, help to study. Yeah, and and right. to uh, ideally in the future stave off the effects, not and cure them, but delay it. Yeah. it. yeah, longevity is key. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it would it's definitely interesting, and I hope that we can actually get uh, some headway on that because Alzheimer's is one of those diseases that is just un- it's it's just unfortunate and sad, um, really to 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 witness. Um, but if you have a way to potentially combat it, uh, to treat some of the symptoms of it. And not only that, but chronicle it so that you can have more info exactly. in the future. You get the data on it so you can see trends, and then you can adapt to the trends that you see and form better treatments and things like that. So I'm all for it 100%. Um, and, and it's only $1,000 a week. Which really seems like a deal. Well, I mean, considering that, you know, what, a 30-hour stay in the hospital for me costs twenty grand. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty good. So it's it's it's. I'm hoping the FDA um, gives it the green light for for human trials. I guess would you call it human trials with this? Because it's not like human trials like a vaccine. It's human trials yeah, it's, where it's, it's like still, humans can sit in this. So yeah, it's still trials. Yep. Yeah. Certainly. Okay. So I I hope they give it the green light because I feel like the potential benefits are uh, provided it is actually safe, which I'm sure it is. Um, but the the potential benefits of it is is huge it's substantial and, and i think that's something that we should should definitely be striving towards for sure in my opinion nice nice thanks nice thanks guys all right pause where are we at lengthwise it's we a got, great question sorry we have recording this whole time mm-hmm well, what are we at total for this? Uh, I'll look at video. That's a more accurate. <coughs> That's true. Read because on we it. had some some screw arounds. In the uh, we're at about an hour twenty five. So it's forty five minutes before. So we're probably about a half hour at most. And we do we Doctor AI is literally the last thing on here. It is, but I want to skip it because I don't think it's valid because I do not think it exists anymore. Okay. That's true. I can't find it. Right. The only article I've seen was at Fortune, which can't read the whole thing. Um, and a lot of these, this whole thing's a couple years old. It is. But fortunately, all the things we talked about still exist. Right. True. And they've actually been improved upon for the most part. Health tab. Um, so do you want to try and find something else? I did. Okay. You posting a link? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I can't find anything on Dr. AI that's still relevant. Exists. Neat. Um <clears throat> uh, I have an idea. I think we should just at the end say that you know that's that's what that's not good. So let's talk about what we want to see for the future. That's a really broad topic. Well, I want to see robot surgery. I want to see that get That's already a thing. But I want to see like fully automated? You know, yep, fully automated. All right, let's talk about it. So those are our main topics. That was so, good. So that, I enjoyed it. That was so good. That Lots is a, going on. A quick touch on things that exist, things we're kind of working on. An with example a, of improvements in the medical industry and things that people are striving towards. Yeah, things that have been working on, things that already exist, things that people have been actively improving over the past few years. Right. But what we want to swan dive into now is the future. Yeah, I, I want to talk, well, at least I want to start with... Um, my hopes for the future, both serious and goofy for okay. tech. In the medical field specifically? Yeah. Well, medical care, that kind of thing. Sure. You know, uh, like my, you know, my goofy one is I would love to be able to have a, a automated groomer kind of uh, a la Futurama where I just walk in and it just flips around my head and does the shave and the, the, the haircut. Hair. And gets it all good to go. Maybe takes my pulse, checks my temperature, does that full checkup in like a tube, and then you leave. That would be super cool. Ah, like just, a face full of nair and then just a big wipe down. <laughs> I just feel like that would, like, how would you even do that? You wouldn't. You know, that's why it's well, the future. Yeah, you haven't figured it out yet. To be, I mean, that's fair. But, like, I'm trying to think about it from a rational standpoint. Like, would it be like a robot? Like a, I'm imagining like a, from you know future on we're talking about it like bender like just walking no it'd be more like uh the beginning of halo where you stand in the thing that reduces your shield it just goes like boop 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 oh it just kind of scans you and then boop you're done yeah but when it scans you it also removes all of your hair and fixes your hair up and you know i don't know that's what i want i'm just saying the future fix it i mean it'd be cool as hell we've already seen a prototype of that on the the simpsons with homer's makeup gun I yeah, never saw that. that. Bang. It was just makeup loaded into a shotgun. <laughs> Sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, Marge went from zero to whore in like 85 <laughs> meters a second. That's yeah. delightful. Yep. Yeah, it was great. I would also like um, uh, another goofy one I was just thinking of is that I would love a mobile tanning suit. Like I zip it up, but it tans me while I'm walking around. I think that's just. I think you're just getting cooked at that yeah, point. Yeah, technically yes, but at the same time, my only issue is it <laughs> is that when you take it off, it's just everything like but your neck and head is tanned. <laughs> so you just look like this I think little burned like is what you're looking white head on top of a dark pimple. <laughs> so now that I think about that, maybe I don't want that. <laughs> or the advantage you can just um, oh I don't know if you're going to be walking around with that suit anyway, just. Get the whole leather suit, <laughs> zip it all the way up to the face. Just a self-tanning gimp mask. <laughs> now, what are you doing? You I'm tanning. I'm just tanning. I'm being sexy. <laughs> like, now, what I would do, I would abuse that suit so hard. I'd be, I'd like, I'd be tanning and just pull cooked chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> just ones that aren't quite frozen, but they need to be warmed up. You just put right. them in the suit, strap them on different places. Some leftovers, yeah. Like yeah. If, give me a warming tray. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I can put it in the suit and warm all, up my food. That's all I need. If I'm, yeah, I don't, 
that that sounds cool. Also, like I'm pretty sure it's against the Geneva Convention. Like, it I, sounds if not, it awful. will be very shortly. That after is true. Creation. It is a full on radiation suit. So, a hundred percent. Jesus, you're basically carrying around a small sun that you wear. Right. <laughs> yeah, you'd be better. I off can't see any possible all downside. for vanity. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna look awful, but you're gonna look better. Yeah, it, it's it, you'd be better off rolling around. Well, in it's going to look way better than when you actually put the suit on because a full blown gimp suit. But um, after you take it off, though, you'll be a tanned person. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say God, but no. The um, <laughs> the serious thing, though, is that I want to see a direction towards fully automated, fully robotic surgery. Um, I know about 10 years ago, the first fully robotic one was done with a robot surgeon and a robot anesthesiologist in Montreal, a guy that had his prostate out. The doctor and the anesthesiologist were Full fully robot. robot, but the cameraman was a human. To make sure that they weren't fucking around. And no, no, they, they didn't trust the robot to the important jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they've been doing, they did something along those lines where I don't necessarily think we need to do them robotically, but they've done them remotely via VR. Oh, really? Yeah. Like like surgeons have been taking control of the robot that does the surgery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have stuff like that, and they have... That's really um, cool. They have like uh, not augmented reality, but like it's it's along the same lines where the the surgeon is controlling the robot, but because um, it's it's the robot and they're so finely tuned, you can be so absurdly precise. Um, well, you're taking that human element out of it, the, the right? The because shape it, it stabilizes. It's say, the same sense where like you have an excavator operator where they can be so precise with it. Obviously, scaled way the fuck down, but. You get the idea. Um, so that would be super cool. Um, if I could take a quick tangent here and give you my uh, goofy one. It's okay. not really goofy. Uh, it's actually happening uh, eventually. It was supposed to happen sooner rather than later, but I don't I don't know if it's still happening. I was just trying to find a quick article on it. Uh, but the human head transplant. You guys know about that? Yeah. Mm. Yes. So I'm very, very, like, I don't typically get too engrossed in the medical industry too much just because I just don't understand half of it. Um, but the human head transplant, now I understand what that is, and that both terrifies me and intrigues me because of all of the the what-ifs. You know, this, there's so much unknown with that. And I'm so curious on that if they're, I believe they are still, it's still going to happen. Um, I just don't, believe it's happening it was i thought it was supposed to happen in 2020 but obviously no the guy that uh volunteered for it bowed out i think pulled out did he oh damn it i mean along those lines i do want to see i don't know i didn't think of this because i have this issue is i want an eye transplant an eye transplant yeah i think they've done that i mean i think to the extent that i need it in terms of actually having the optic nerve oh that's a little different when you're talking about something that's so has so many fine you know, features and things that need to be done where you can, mm. you know, take one out and put one in and remake those connections. True, because you can do a corneal transplant, yeah. but that's not what yeah. you nope, need. Nope, I yeah. want my full eye taken out just pop You should just out. get a robot eye. I love that. Wouldn't mm. that be dope? Yeah. Imagine that. Like, if you had a robot eye, you could, like, zoom in super far and, like, see skin cells and shit. Maybe not that far, but, like, like why not, though, at that point? But I think, you know, when you look at medical technology, it's advancing to a point that so many things could get replaced so easily you're going to start seeing human longevity go too far, way up. Hundred, yeah. I mean, hundred easy. Just, it, well, let's let we're good. Hundred's the average. Do we're, you think so, you're going to get to one fifty, one sixty, one seventy? 
Do you think uh, that along the lines of the the head transplant, where you could then just be like, man, this body's getting old, just gonna go try out a new one for take a, take a test drive on the new model and just pop your head off, pop it on something else. All right, I'm good. Or See just ya. do a, a a you know a mind swap, just or, link up and just transfer your thoughts. Just to to kind of get really sci-fi for a minute, kind of like in Altered Carbon, where your your entire existence is this chip, effectively, and all right. they have to do is just load that chip into a new body, and now you're you're that, but like it's still you, you're just in a new body now. May I reference an obscure Ryan Reynolds movie? No, nope. sure, great. Uh, it's called <laughs> Selfless, where there's like this super rich guy who's kind of in bad health. He has the there's this company that goes we can make that better and they transfer it was ben kingsley they transferred don't worry he was the he was the mandarin oh okay yep uh <laughs> ah marvel <laughs> yes uh they basically transplant him and everything he has into ryan reynolds's body where the guy's money and everything goes with it obviously all of his experiences and stuff too right um but they figure the the issue being like all right that's already another person's body he had his own life and experiences and stuff. How does that end up right. playing into it? Like, does it. it just get replaced or? Right. So that's a movie, but like the the idea. No, of but just, now we want to know what actually happens. I didn't finish watching it. <laughs> it got too weird. I left. At a certain point. Unbelievable. At a certain point, like the his memories, the Ryan Reynolds character's nope. memories kind of popped in. They kept going back and forth. And okay. Well, yeah, fine. Great. I don't, you didn't, uh, now, I, now I have to watch it. Yeah. Because you didn't. Like yeah. something you wanted to do anyways. I don't. No. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I didn't, I didn't finish it. it Just wasn't, get the Cliff Notes it, version. It wasn't good. I was trying to. <laughs> so well, his name isn't Cliff anymore. So, <laughs> I was also trying to get the Cliff Notes. I couldn't do it. It was one year and I was poor in Vegas. <laughs> then the next year I was rich in Vegas. Then I was poor again. And then I wasn't in Vegas anymore. <laughs> right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> what a weird one to end it What on. a weird way to end <laughs> it. More cuts than this one. Yay. Yay. More cuts than a robotic surgeon running Mac yeah. OS. So that, that's uh, three guys <laughs> who don't know anything about medical tech talking about medical tech. So uh, We're owl exterminators. <laughs> we're owl exterminators. So we were glad that you went on this ride with us. Um, we uh, hope we sparked a conversation with you. Uh, and if not, sorry. And so uh, join us next week as we dive into more Nanner news and our next deep dive topic, which is we don't know yet, but it's going to be a surprise. And you'll find out next Tuesday. As always, you can find us on Facebook, on Spotify, at whoonsbananas.com, on Apple Podcasts, all your favorite podcasting sites. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us everywhere that you can see faces and hear voices. Ooh, so uh, in one body part, say goodbye, everybody. Fingers. What did what? you say? <laughs> Blood pump. Did you say body part? Blood pump? Sure. Goodbye. <laughs> blood pump? What the Did blood you mean pump? a heart? <laughs> <laughs>